You are listening to GlendaleCC.org and to the Glendale Christian KY podcast on iTunes. This week, as we take another short break from our In the Meantime sermon series, Executive Minister Mike Bell brings us a message entitled, The Broken Cup. Thank you for listening, and as always, we hope that this message encourages you in your walk to love and follow Jesus. Have a wonderful week. Would you join me for a time of prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the message of joy in Luann, that that old rugged cross that, uh, you know, Father, we're not ashamed of it, and we want the world to know that we stand under it and that we're ready to hold it up to draw others to you. Father, we thank you for Jesus who took up that cross and who died for our sins. Father, we stand this day in need of your healing and in need of your power. Father, we ask you to bless us, give us minds to hear your word, and give us ears, Father, to listen and to apply that word to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Hey, I, uh, last week, I had 14 hours of notice, got a sermon, no problem. Didn't second guess myself at all. This week I've had six months. (laughs) On Monday we had staff meeting and we were talking about all the plans and programs of the church and uh, I I got to thinking, you know, we talk about how busy we are. That uh, we got shared with love coming up the first Sunday of August and that shared with love is when you clean out your uh, excess and bring it and share it with those that don't have and you get those things out of the closet that shrunk because they hung in the closet and you bring those because they're good and clean and and uh, that diet that you were going to go on so you get back into it you haven't done it and and, and so you bring those and uh, share them and uh, pick up some things that you might need uh, as you share in love. And Lady Circles does a great job with that, and I I really appreciate that ministry. Oh, church does. And then we have Bible studies and prayer times and all that. And and I got to thinking as we were going through staff meeting on Monday, you know, we got so caught up in programs that we forgot what it's about. Last week I talked to you about worship. Today I want to talk to you about you. You see, that porcelain cup that you see a picture of reminds me of a porcelain cup that my grandfather my grandmother had that uh, survived my father and uh, his brothers and sisters or five of them and dad brought it from my grandmother to our house and it survived five of us and that 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 cup was cracked on one side. But my grandmother died when I was six months old. That was a long time ago. And my grandmother died and I never knew her. But my dad said that my grandmother drank coffee out of that old white porcelain cup every day. And she knew that she had to hold it by the handle with her left hand because it leaked when you held with your right hand. And dad got that cup and he brought it home and we used it. 
I mean, that, that cup sat in our cabinet over the sink, and when you'd go get a drink, and nobody's looking, you'd get it in the refrigerator just out of the bottle, but uh, you normally had to run in because if you got it out of the bottle and you were the last one to drink, it was against the law in Indiana to fill it up. Nobody ever filled up the water bottle, you know. Uh, I don't know if that's a law in Kentucky or not, but it sure was an unwritten law in Indiana. And so we'd get that cup, and when you'd reach into the cabinet, that cup was the first thing you'd get. And you knew to drink with the handle on the left side because the right side, it would leak. Not only did it leak, but when you set it down, the handle would do a clunk because it was loose, and you knew not to hold it by the handle. Now that cup was a very special, fragile cup in that cabinet because it belonged to my great-grandmother, or my grandmother. And my dad would see to it that we took good care of that cup. But we always used it. It was always there. And so in staff meeting the other day, I was think, thinking, what was I going to talk to you all about, and what was I going to say? And I'd already gone. I was going to do, uh, I've been watching Hallmark movies, you know, Christmas in July, sitting there crying, you know. I've been watching those movies, all of them, you know. And, and I thought, well, I'll preach a Christmas sermon. And so I wrote out a sermon on Joseph. I was going to preach about Joseph and his commitment and his dedication. And, and so I had that. And, and I thought, well, that's stupid. You know, Bill Tapp would cry. But uh, so, so I, I, I just decided, uh, what was I going to preach? And I didn't know. We were, we were going over the calendar. And, and I was thinking of all the things, how busy we are. And it broke my heart. Because we're a busy church. And that's great. But so many people judge if you're a successful growing church by how busy you are. And I don't think it's what God judges what a successful church is and a growing church. You see, I think our relationship is what it's about. I think our relationship with Jesus Christ is foremost, and then our relationship with one another is what makes a great church. And I, I thought of my grandmother's cup, and I got to thinking, I wish Glendale Christian Church would become God's cupboard. Glendale cupboard of God because in this cupboard is nothing but broken people. I wish that we would put a sign out front, wanted only broken people. Because folks, every one of you has something broke. You're either cracked, you've got a soft spot, you're damaged somehow. And you're what's in God's cabinet. And you're what God uses to reach the world. You see what I'm talking about? The church is a lot like my grandmother's cracked cup. And the church needs to be filled with the kindness and the understanding that we all have weaknesses. And, and just like my grandmother's cup, if you drank with that handle on the right side, it's going to dribble on you. It's going to dribble on you. It's there. It's real. There are people in this church that are hurting. 
And the Bible tells us over and over again that we're to restore those who are spiritually hurt. We're to lift up those that need to be lifted up. We're to love everyone. And, and, and last week I said God is holy, holy, holy. This week I want to talk to you about you being cracked, me being broken, and some of you having handles that are a little loose. You see, all the church is is a group of broken people that are struggling to get by, struggling to make it. The, the scripture says, a bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. You see, our cupboard is filled with cracked cups. And honestly, there's a few cracked pots in here too, you know, we, we, we do that. But uh, I, I want us to look and see that God calls each of us to minister to one another. And it saddens me that Glendale Christian Church doesn't care for one another like it could and like it should. We oughtn't to be putting one another down. We ought to be lifting up one another. We oughtn't to be looking for the weaknesses in our brothers, but we ought to be looking for the strengths because every one of us have cracks. Do I get an amen for that? Every one of us has cracks. Every one of us. And we need to see that and we need to understand that. The scripture I selected is from Ephesians. And in this scripture, Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus and he's saying all the good things they're doing. But right in the middle of his letter of encouragement and everything, he says, hey, you guys, this is Mike's talking. Hey, you guys, you all are doing great about letting people see, but there's some area that you've lost, and you've lost your care for one another. And I think that Mike would be writing to Glendale Christian Church today and saying the same thing. And, and, and I want you to look at your relationship with one another. Our relationship with one another should not be for one hour on Sunday mornings. It's not even one hour. We meet one another in the hall, and sometimes we speak, and sometimes we don't have time. We need to be building relationships with one another that we hurt and we feel and we know and that we see. And we're developing that relationship to a greater extent. Because in God's cabinet, there's nothing but cracked utensils. And Paul tells us right here in Ephesians what to do about cracked cups. He said how to handle them, and this is the sermon. How many of you all remember the Bicota area that we're, the churches of, of Hardin County and surrounding area was called Bicota? Four of us, five of us. Bicota, what does Bicota mean? Be ye kind one to another. That's where Bicota came from. So here we go. The sermon is this. Now you can write it down going home if you want. Be kind, be compassionate, be forgiving. That's it. We're done. What does it mean to be kind? To be kind means to, to be looking to someone else and doing good to them. Being kind is doing good to others. Doing good, reaching out and making a difference. And in the church, we need to be doing good to all people. Do good. What does it mean to do good? Well, it means to be sensitive to their needs, to be sensitive to their hurts, 
to be sensitive to where they are, to be good, to care. It, it, it means that you're more of a giver, and so many of us want to be, bring it to me, bring it to me. What do I get out of it? To be and do good, you've got to be a giver. You've got to be making a difference for other people. You've got to be helping them. You've got to be sharing in their walk. It means to be appealing rather than be attractive. I've got to be the center of everything. But to be good means that people can count on you when the chips are down that you're going to be there to make a difference. You understand what I'm saying? You hear? You see, to do good means that I'm going to strengthen everybody else. I'm going to be taking care of and I'm going to be a lighthouse in the storms of life. And I'm going to be out there to help people grow. And for Glendale Christian Church to truly and honestly grow, we've got to grow through kindness. And we've got to be growing through kindness. And that kindness begins right here in this room. When we're looking around and we're seeing the cracks and the, the broken handles and the, and the cracks in the porcelain, and we're going to people and saying, I can make your life better. John pointed out after the sermon he heard at the first hour, he said, Dad, it's kind of like you shouldn't have used the cup, you should have used a mosaic. And it's like all the people taking pieces of mosaic tile and putting it together to a beautiful picture. You're that mosaic tile that comes together for a beautiful picture. And you're that it. So first of all, it means that we are going to be doing good, that we're going to be making a difference, that we're going out there and we're looking for people to help and to share and to minister with and to. Also, it means that we are tender-hearted. The scripture said compassionate. Uh, tender-hearted is the word that I want to use, and, and, and I don't want you to get the idea that when I say tender-hearted, I'm talking about a bunch of wimps. I'm not talking about you all crying during the, the Christmas movies on, on, on Hallmark Channel. I, I'm not talking that. I'm talking about being tender-hearted, looking at a person and seeing that person's need and telling that person damaged, you're welcome here and I care about you. Again, I say, I want to put a big sign out front, damaged people welcome here. And I want us to be ministering to damaged people. And I want us to be caring. And I want us to empathize. And that's what tenderness is. Empathizing with a person that's traveling. Uh, we had a, a person who's unnamed right now that was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this week. They came to me, they talked to me about it, and they, they don't want anybody to know it yet because they don't want to talk about it. And I understand that. I understand that completely. But I also understand that you can't minister to somebody you don't know. And you don't know who it is. So you ought to be kind to all people because it could be that person. And you don't know where they've been. Tenderhearted is being kind to no matter who you come in contact with. And when you come in contact and you know the situation, then you empathize and you minister to it. 
And then we get to that last word, that third rule, forgive each other. That's kind of hard. I, uh, I, I have some individuals that uh, it's hard for me to forgive. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look at that. And uh, one of the questions everybody asks me, can you forgive and forget? No. No. That'll always be in the back of your mind. It'll always be there. And whenever you see that individual, you might think about it. But to forgive means that I don't hold it anymore, that I've let go of it, that it's not an issue. So to honestly forgive someone, and, and people have offended you. People offend you all the time. And, and, and if you have any dealings with somebody, you're going to be offended, and they're going to hurt your feelings. And sometimes your feelings are out there to be hurt because that's what you want. And we have those, but we need to let it go. We need to let it go. You say, well, how do I let it go? Well, the way I learned to let it go is that you pray for those who despitefully use you. You pray for their business. You pray for their family. You pray, you pray for God to bless them. And when you fervently, honestly pray for somebody to be blessed, their family be blessed, their business be blessed, then you are letting it go. But the kind of forgiveness that we're talking here is not that. The kind of forgiveness that we're talking here is a little bit different. It's, it's that attitude that we have a superiority. That attitude that we have that, oh, they... You know, they haven't done anything to you. You just don't like something about them. You don't like it. So you've made up your mind that I don't like it, so I'm not going to like them. And that's an attitude that we have in church sometimes. And that's an attitude of superiority. And we try to make those people around us feel inferior, put down. But in God's cabinet, we're all broken. And, and, and how can one cup look at another cup and say, my crack's not as big as your crack? <laughs> We're all cracked. And we need to understand that, that we have a legitimate right to be angry, to be upset with someone. But because Jesus Christ is my Lord and because Jesus Christ died on the cross, then I am glued back together with his love because the love of Jesus Christ is the glue that binds us. And we're all bound by that, and we all hold that. You see, we let it go, and then comes in tolerance and patience. That individual who bugs me ain't going to bug me no more because I realize I'm just as damaged as he is. So I forgive the weak spots of others. I exercise patience with those that sometimes are used to get on my nerves. And I realize that sometimes maybe I didn't realize I was just as damaged as they are. So forgiveness comes in here to say, you know, for the grace of God or from the grace of God, here I am 
and here I am blessed. I, I, I think this last part of the scripture, can we go to the next slide? The last part of the scripture said, follow God's example. Now, y'all need to understand, I, I encourage you to memorize. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering to the sacrifice of God or to God. Walk as children of God, and would God love this person? He must have because he sent Jesus Christ to die for them. And so in summation, I, I think that we come, and for our church to be great, for our nation to be great again, we've got to start loving one another and quit looking at the faults, the blemishes, and the stains of our brothers and sisters. So many of us, all we see is the stain on their shirt. We don't see the goodness in their eyes. We're looking for that, and we find that. Be you kind, be you compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave us. Say the word by coda. Was it mean? For Glendale Christian Church to be the true cupboard of God, we got to be kind to one another. We got to be compassionate and we got to forgiving. My grandmother's cup would be a cup that we would get. And we'd take that cup out and we'd use it. And then when it came time to wash the dishes, and the kids had to wash the dishes at our house. Each one of us had a night, and we'd wash the dishes. And when we got to that cup, we knew that that was a very fragile and special cup. And when we washed that cup, we knew how to wash it. And we washed it first, and we set it aside. God knows that you're a very fragile person. The question is, do you know that there are people sitting about you that are very fragile people. You don't know what their area is. You don't know what their hurt is. You don't know what their concern is. There are parents that are going to feel the empty nest syndrome pretty soon as their kids go off to college. There are kids that are getting married and their marriages are already starting off shaky. There are people that are going through marriages that are unhappy. There are people going through all kinds of crisis that may not be on the surface. They're tender and they hurt and they're fragile. But that cup of my grandmother's, I don't know what happened to it. But when I left home a few years ago, when I left home, it was still in the cabinet. Mom had died, Dad had moved, but the cabinet was still bearing that cup. And that cup reminded me of you, your fragile people that need to be loved, that need to be handled tenderly, with kindness, and we need to forgive each other. And I see that 
and I know that, and I want to encourage you to be that. We come to worship, but we can only worship when we're kind to one another, caring about one another, and realizing people are hurting and people are going through, what people are going through. I found this poem that I want to share with you. Please handle with care, for I have a crack. And that isn't all in which I lack. My handle is weak, so please take care. Yes, sometimes life is so hard to bear. And it appears to me as I look about, everyone has cracks. Not all are stout. And if not cracked and broken or bent or scratched or bruised or torn or rent. And since this is true, let's all be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving, gentle, not blind to the cracks, flaws, and bruises each have got. And heed the lessons our Savior taught. Let's bind up the cracks of one another and especially those of our sister and brother. So exercise tolerance and patience too, but especially love, for that is the glue. And the love of Jesus Christ is the glue that binds us. And as Joy and Luann sang about that rugged cross, we come to that cross, and Jesus' love, that glue, flows from that. And don't you be so superior that you think there's someone in this church who is lower than you because Jesus died for everyone. And when you become superior, you become superior to the love of Christ. Amen? You become superior to the love of Christ because you say, I'm so great, I don't need it. Brothers and sisters, it's me. It's me. It's me, and I'm in the cupboard of God, and in that cupboard is nothing but broken china, weak and damaged material, and God says, I still use you, I still need you, and will Glendale Christian Church be my cupboard that I can call upon and I use? Shall we pray? Father, as we look into our hearts, as we look into our souls, as we look into our spirits today, may I see it's me, it's me, it's truly me needing the love of God, the glue of God that mends those cracks of sin, those flaws of uselessness that I have presented to you. And your love heals and binds, and may I be interested in the journey of my brothers and sisters in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray every day for somebody in our church and be kind, be kind. Make a difference in folks' lives. It's up to you. You're God's cupboard and nobody will be in the cupboard unless you invite them. Make a difference. Go in peace and love.